Good evening, and welcome to Coffee in Jesus. I'm your host, Jael Penn, coming to you from the great state of Texas. Tonight's topic is relationships, sex, and boundaries, God's way. Yes, we're going to talk about sex. God designed it, so we shouldn't be afraid to talk about it. If we don't talk to our kids about it, somebody else will. As a church, meaning the people within the church, not the building, we are in crisis. Many of us have been involved with, in, or know someone who is a part of um, prostitution, a victim of trafficking, a victim of rape, incest, living a homosexual lifestyle, having a gender identity crisis. Um, People in the church have had STDs, premarital sex, struggle with abortion, they've suffered sexual abuse, or they're addicted to pornography. So... The things that are going on in the world are affecting us as a church group as well. Our beliefs and our actions should always be in alignment with God's word. And sex is huge, y'all. It's really a big deal and it can be a stronghold. The first verse I want to read to you is from 1 John 2.16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. Notice that it didn't say sex was a bad thing. It said that lust was a bad thing. Now, before the 1970s, when I was very young, uh, the images on TV of women were very different than after the 70s and of today. The ladies, the women looked like ladies. They always had on dresses like 90% of the time. Their hair was done. Their makeup was done. They were fully covered. If men and women were shown as a couple, they slept in separate beds. Everything was very, very sheltered. And then after the 70s and the sexual revolution came about and feminism, then everything changed. And it's been going downhill ever since, to be honest with you. The problem with the world's view of sex is that it does not affirm sex to the level that God gave it. The truth is, sex is a powerful and spiritual connection. And the world has reduced it to a one-dimensional experience. So what is sex? It is beyond intimacy. It includes acts between men and women, between two people that include doing things, touching things, rubbing things in order to arouse and give pleasure to someone else. This could be self-pleasure as in masturbation, intercourse, (coughs) excuse me, anal sex or oral sex. And let me just stop right here because I've heard a lot of young people say that oral sex is not sex and so they think they're still a virgin. Honey, oral sex is sex. Just trust me. If you can get an STD from it, then that really puts it in the the category of sex. Now, sex is not bad, gross, or dirty. God designed it. But he designed it for a specific purpose. The issue is lust. 
Lust is a spiritual issue. We tend to battle lust defensively setting new standards. Buying internet filters, only dating Christians, etc. But that's not going to help you if you have a stronghold in this area. The only way to conquer lust is to be renewed by the Spirit of God and fully committed and surrendered to God. I love my pastor, Pastor Debbie Cusick. She has this um, definition that I want to read to you. It's called, the word is defraud. Her definition of defraud in reference to sex is to arouse something that cannot be righteously fulfilled. Now, if you think about that, that's really, really deep. Ladies, the way you dress, the way you express yourself verbally, your tone of voice, the way you look at someone, the way you walk, the way you dance, all of those things can arouse men. And you know what you're doing. You know the come hither look. We all have it. Um, another analogy I can give you is of mini muffins. I love breakfast muffins. And some of them are really huge, like you can get at Sam's. And some of them are tiny. You can get like 20 of them in a package at Walmart for like three bucks. So I like to buy the small ones because I'm lying to myself. I'm saying it's small, it's innocent. It's not as bad as the big muffin or, you know, a whole slice of cake or a whole slice of cheesecake, right? Wrong. It's the same. It's the same sugary, fattening, not healthy ingredients. And just because I'm taking a little small bite of it doesn't mean that it's not going to have the same effect on my heart, on my blood, on the parts of my body that the fat and the sugar are going to affect. You see what I'm saying? Now, dating is a whole other can of worms. Dating is to find out your likes and your dislikes and ultimately to find a mate. But unfortunately, ever since the 70s, dating has become nothing more than a way to hook up, a way to have sex with someone. And now we have apps and social media websites where you can just go on there and randomly hook up with strangers. Y'all, ladies, this is so dangerous. Please, please, please think more of yourself. God's design is for us to wait for the mate that he has for us. And I promise you that if that's his will for you, for you to be married, and you wait for his best, then you're going to get his best. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 3 through 5. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man go beyond and defraud, there's that word again, his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you 
and testified. For God has not called us to uncleanness, but unto holiness. So all of that is saying this. God expects us to live a holy separate life. And that includes not fornicating, which is having sex outside of marriage. Now, I know that most of us have done that. I did it. I was wrong for that. I've admitted that to myself. I've admitted it to my children. Why is it such a big deal? So now we're going to get into the meat of why I believe God said for us to wait until marriage. You know what STDs are, right? Sexually transmitted diseases. Well, there's also STDs as in spiritually transmitted diseases or soul ties. Okay. Soul ties are things that bind you to the person that you've had sex with. So let's say you're dating some guy named Joe and Joe's had 20 girlfriends and he slept with 12 of them. He also experimented with a couple of guys in college because he was just curious. So all 14 of those people have soul ties with Joe and now they have soul ties with you. So sex ties you to everyone your partner has slept with. Ungodly soul ties move you away from God. And you'll start wondering why you're fantasizing about a threesome. Well, one of those people was into threesomes. You're going to start wondering why you're having same-sex attraction. Well, Joe slept with a, a couple of guys. There really is a spiritual connection when you have sex with someone. Premarital sex is sinning against your own body. Your body is a temple and the Holy Spirit dwells within you. The sin of the body within your body doesn't just stay with you in one place. It goes wherever you go because it's in your thoughts, it's in your spirit, it's in your soul. And it's going to try to get rid of or override anything that is holy because with sin there are always always consequences now let's go to galatians 5:16 give me just a minute to find it i'm used to looking up things on my bible app now i haven't looked up things in a handheld bible in probably a few years so it's taking me a while, which is making me kind of sad, actually. <laughs> this is ridiculous. All right. Galatians 5.16. This I say, then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led by the Spirit... You're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such, of which, excuse me, of which I tell you before, so I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So this is very, very serious to God that you keep yourself pure. So you're saying, well, I've already done it. Now what? You know, is God not going to forgive me? Am I, am I doomed to hell? No. God will forgive you 
you can start over. No, you cannot really re-virginize yourself, but you can make a commitment to stop having sex. Let's talk about boundaries. What are boundaries? Boundaries are lines to keep things in or out, like property lines or a fence. And there are healthy boundaries and there are unhealthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries help you know when someone has crossed the line. You have a good self-esteem, a good sense of self, a good sense of your values and beliefs. How do you know when you've gone too far? Your body will tell you. When you get wet and things are lubricated, then you've gone too far. So you need to guard your thoughts and your actions. And there needs to be a conversation between you and the person that you're dating saying, um, I can only kiss you, we can only hold hands, etc. Because you know what's going to get you going. Um, and if you don't, and it's your first time really having a boyfriend, you don't. But you'll, you'll figure it out pretty quickly. God has given us free will and free choice. And that includes letting people overstep the boundaries. And sometimes, though, people overstep the boundaries and we did not, we did not give them permission to do so. So what do you do when your boundaries have been violated, like mine were? I was raped at the age of nine. You need to tell someone and then get help for it. That is too big of a burden for anybody to carry, especially your child. And if you have children who are uncomfortable around people, you need to pay attention to that. You know, stop making your kids hug and kiss everybody and sit on everybody's lap. Everybody's not safe. Everything that glitters is not gold. Everybody who goes to church is not right. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 6, 18. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? which is of God, and you are not your own. For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And that's the verse that would help me realize how impactful this was spiritually, that the Holy Spirit lives in me. So anything that I do to my body, I'm making, it's almost like I'm making the Holy Spirit a part of that. And you know in your heart of hearts that you're not going to have the Holy Spirit be witness to or a part of anything that's sinful because he's God. And if you think about it that way, that should stop you dead in your tracks. Now, we all know that God designed sex for marriage and we are called to a life of obedience and holiness. And when Jesus came for us and died for us as sinners, he died for all of us. That includes people who have had abortions, who are uh, prostitutes, um, people who live a homosexual lifestyle, just everyone, okay? Jackie Hill Perry, who is a very profound poet and speaker, a very young lady, says that our sexuality is not our soul. Marriage is not our heaven. 
and being single is not our hell. Marriage is sacred. It's important. God designed it for us to have intimacy with someone and to make children. Marriage is a contract. But it's also a covenant between us and God to raise a family for his glory. And a covenant is more powerful and beyond just a, a contract. So how do you have a healthy relationship in the age of Fifty Shades of Grey? Now, don't pretend like you don't know what that is. <laughs> it was a very famous book from a few years ago that was made into a movie. There are three books, three movies. No, I did not watch any of them. No, I did not read any, any of the books. But I know everything about them because it was all over the news. It was in the newspaper. Everybody at work kept talking about it because they all read it. There were women's books clubs um, tweeting about it. I mean, you just could not escape it unless you live under a rock. Under a rock. So I know all about this guy and his um, S&M ways. And ladies, let me just tell you. I do not believe that God that created you and me wants us to be hurt, physically hurt and bleeding because our partner has done something to us to cause pain. There's no way you convince me that that's God's design for sex. No way. That is an unhealthy relationship. A healthy relationship mimics the love of our father. It is not controlling. It is not abusive. The characteristics of a good, healthy partner can be found in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. The person that is healthy and safe is going to be loving, joyful, peaceful, patient, kind. They will have a good heart. They will be faithful, gentle. And most of all, they will have self-control. They will be able to stop themselves when you say no. Now, does everybody have all these characteristics all the time? Heck no. I mean, I still need to work on patience. I'm still not patient. I'm a lot better than I was 20 years ago. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm a patient person because I'm not. And it's something that I struggle with. And you know, you have to pick your battles with your partner, with your husband. And just pray for God to show you the things that you need to work on. And God will work on the on your, your husband or your fiance or your boyfriend. Okay? You work on you. And just stay committed to following what God says in his word about sex. And you'll be okay. And remember, you can start with, with a clean slate right now today. Don't worry about what you've done in the past. You can't do anything about it. Just repent. Ask the Lord for forgiveness. Ask him to show you a new way to live. Young ladies, honor your bodies. Respect yourselves. As my mother would always say, a man will treat you the way you present yourself. And a man will also treat you however you allow him to get away with treating you. And I'll leave you with that. Be blessed.